0: Hey everyone, and welcome to my favorite time of the day, the Sports from the Basement NBA show for October 13th. I'm BVA. Today, we're going to be talking about Joel Embiid. We're going to review some recent games, and we're going to talk to Uncle Pete and preview the Southwest Division. So let's get started by focusing on our lead topic tonight, the 76ers' Joel Embiid. This week, the 76ers announced a new contract extension for Embiid. Originally, it was described as five years, $148 million. That's a, a max deal. And it's since been expanded both ways, up to $178 million, which is if he's able to accomplish several goals, All-Defensive Player of the Year, All-NBA, MVP, things like that. But also contains protections for certain injuries. And a lot of details have not come out about this, so we don't know a whole lot of details about the exacts of this contract. We're hoping at some point that'll leak out and we'll be able to get more information, but at this point we don't know a ton about it. If you don't know about Embiid, We talked a little bit about him last night and his return, his first game back. Um, He's in that class of guys they call Unicorn. You know, they're ball handler, he's able to shoot from long range, but he's also dominant inside. He was the third overall pick back in 2014, did not play his entire first year, and at 7'245", really was dominant in every game he played last year. He's embodied this this, uh, name, The Process, you know, the idea of trust the process. He's taken that on as if The Process refers to him, and that's his name. As I mentioned, he's dominant. Last night, we saw him against the Nets. Uh, he had 22 points in 15 minutes, and that was against Mozgov, Booker, and Zeller, and he just completely dominated him. Mean, they were looking for ways to defend him, and he, he's just so aggressive and can take guys down. Last year, which was the only game he played, when he was on the floor, the Sixers were near 500 in terms of record and averaged a plus 3.5 net rating, which is huge for an individual. Individually, 20 points a game, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and and 2.5 blocks, which as a rookie is just phenomenal numbers. Now, we keep saying as a rookie. That was only over 31 games, and and frankly, that's the issue, is his health. For many people, the standard bearer for somebody who was a drafted big man and health issues was Greg Oden. Uh, he was drafted by the Portland Trailblazers several years ago at the same time as Kevin Durant. They drafted him ahead of Durant, and he was plagued throughout his whole career. Embiid, in his first season, played over 400 minutes less, which is insane for him to get this contract with that little, frankly, proof. The sample size is so small, but for what we've seen, he's he's literally amazing. He has one more year on his rookie contract as well. Um, What that means is after this coming year, he would become a restricted free agent, which means that the Sixers obviously could sign him to what's called an offer sheet or any other team could give him a contract that he could sign. The Sixers would then have two days to match that offer. Now, you might be asking yourself, why now? Um and I think there's a couple reasons. If you're the Sixers, you want to lock him up on your terms. T- letting him go to restricted free agency means that if he's offered for instance more money or doesn't have the the outs uh for his injuries by the Nets or the the Clippers or the Lakers or any other team, you have to match those and you have to match those those exact clauses. And and that creates problems. Um it's we've seen that as issues with um, you know several people. And the Nets are really good at offering those contracts and making teams pass it. You've also established a baseline, and it allows you a limited ceiling. There's only so much that you're going to have to pay him. If you go another year and then you have to make this, you could be in a position where you can't control or you don't get to plan around it, those kind of things. And if you're in B, frankly, you get to lock it up. You don't have to worry. If you were to get injured, you still know that you have a guaranteed contract, assuming that it's not one of these outs and and those kind of things. So what are the dangers here? Um, Obviously, injury is the number one. Um, There's also, you know, obviously team construction. You know, you're signing him to a long-term deal at a very high dollar amount. That dollar amount may be hard to offload if he becomes a cancer in the locker room, if, you know, his uh, aptitude for tweeting becomes an issue. You know, famously around the All-Star break last year, he bet Rihanna that if he was named an All-Star, they would go on a date, and she accepted. So, you know, any number of things could happen like that um, and cause issues that it would be a little hard to do. The other thing, though, is nobody's really unstoppable. You know, you look at the last really dominant, unstoppable big man, probably Shaq, and... He had his Achilles as well. For him, it was his free throw shooting. So the hack-a-shack was employed and it became, you know, so much of an issue that he would have to sit out. Now, of course, Shaq would, you know, start to tell you that he was able to go 10 for 10 classically in, in the Western Conference Finals and things like that, but it still creates issues. You know, the NBA is full of smart people who will find ways to work around and, and locate your weakness. So this season is going to be interesting to see if he can stay on the court, but then what impact he'll have. You know, we've seen him in one preseason game. Obviously, 30 something games last year was not really enough, but now the sample size will start to grow. And with a a talented cast around him, it's going to be great to see him at his full potential really hitting on all cylinders. With that, we'll be back with a rundown of tonight's game. back let's take a look at the action on the court tonight and only two games in the association we we'll start with dallas at atlanta hawks had the lead for the first half of the first quarter but gave it up and pretty much chased it the rest of the game um, get to see a look at what is likely the regular starting five for these hawks not a bunch of names but we got schroeder prince basemore iliosova and deadman not not a bad cohesion unit but n- really no stars in that lineup Mavs, on the other hand, decided to rest several of their players, Dirk, Harrison Barnes, Devin Harris, JJ Brea, Wes Matthews, all on the bench for the night, which means it became the Dennis Smith show. Unfortunately, he rolled his ankle after about 13 minutes on the court and did not return. Had a decent night, though, 9.3 assists in those 13 minutes. Yogi Ferrell added 11 and 5 assists. For Atlanta, Bazemore had a nice night, 20.6 rebounds and 5 assists in 25 minutes, and Deadman had 7 and 10 rebounds. Dallas Cruz in a game that really was never a match at any point, 108 94. Sacramento at the Clippers, this was a dress rehearsal for the Kings. They started Hill, but he healed. Jackson, Randolph, and Collie Stein, probably their uh, five. The Clippers go with, like, a half-in lineup. We got to see Teodosic start with Lou Williams, Wes Johnson, Blake, and DeAndre. The Clippers led most of a close first quarter. They really showed that that initial, even with that half-starting lineup, was able to take the Kings easily. But... Kings rallied to own the second. Second half, though, really belonged to the Clippers and their nice rotations. Doc did a nice job of rotating in and out the starters he had available. He seems like he's starting to get settled to the new crop of players he's got. Blake, 18 and 4 rebounds. Jordan, 13 and 14 rebounds. Tyron Wallace off the bench. A nice spark for them, 16 points. And for Sacramento, Colley Stein had 10 points and 7 rebounds, and Randolph finished with 14. Clippers win comfortably, 104-87. Take another break. We'll come back with Uncle Pete. Welcome back. Joining us now, Uncle Pete. Welcome back, Uncle Pete. Well, good to be back. Thank you, thank Absolutely. you. BVA. happy to be here, Ernie. Happy- Excited to uh, thank you. Excited to uh, talk about the Southwest. Let's start with the Rockets, probably the you know the odds-on pick by many to be the challenge to the Warriors this year. Obviously, huge addition over the summer, Chris Paul, but it meant that they gave up a lot of other pieces. Generally, when you make that big of a shift in terms of either a lot of pieces or somebody else who's going to come in and really be the alpha, as Chris has been with the Clippers and other places, there's a huge learning curve. Is that going to be a big issue for these guys? I mean, I know Chris Paul and James Harden, they played together in the drew league this summer, but I got to imagine there's going to be a a learning curve for this team.
1: Uh, I think there's going to be a huge learning curve. I guess something sticks in the back of my head. Chris Paul, he's an on the ball point guard. You know, he's got to have that ball in his hands. Let's face it. And the last time, um, Harden played with on-the-ball on the point guard, it didn't work so well. Yeah. Didn't work so well. So I think their chemistry is going to have to mesh, but I also, I, you know, I think Chris Paul is going to slow the ball down, right. in, uh, which I think may detract from them. Do they have the talent? Yes. Can they mesh and all that? I don't know. They were never much of really a passing team, but you know, you knew... Uh, Harden, you know Harden ran the team you know he was the star he was the straw that stirred the drink and they and the whole team accepted it right now you're going to have two forces and i don't know what that's going to do i think their whole issue is can they come together can they mesh and are their are their games
0: compatible and who get who gets the most shots yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting and you know there's that third sort of unspoken <sighs> piece in Ryan Anderson but to me Uh, The thing that is really interesting about this team, you know, D'Antoni's known for the seven seconds or less, like his ability to run. You mentioned Chris Paul likes to slow things down, but the team, in terms of how they've built this team, they've built it to be a a sizable front line in, in one center, whether it's Capella, Nene, whoever, and then a whole bunch of shooters around them. Where they struggled last year was when there were injuries to that center. And, you know, I'm curious to see, not only can those guys stay healthy... But can, with the addition of Chris Paul, can that balance still remain? Because it's not going to be that easy.
1: No, I, th- I think Chris Paul, as great a ball player as he is, uh, he's going to create a lot of problems for D'Antonio De- De because he's an on-the-ball guard. He likes to handle the guard. He likes to do all this. He, he, he's, he um, eats up time and... Uh, you know, to to quote a great philosopher, he's a ball stop. You know, it goes in. He he's going to either dribble it or shoot it, but he's not passing. He's not going to keep it moving. Right. I think the game has evolved. The ball has to move, and I, I noticed that with the Clippers last night, they're just a thousand percent better when the ball's moving, and I think any team is. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. But do they have the most talent? Are they the
0: best team in the, in the Southwest? Absolutely. Sure. Hands down. Traditionally, the best team has been the Spurs. Ah. Um, you know, Spurs had a very interesting offseason. They really didn't make any sizable moves. They signed uh, Powell for a pretty crazy contract, at least to, to outside view. You know, it's, this team has always been in pop we trust. Is that enough to keep them near the top, or is this going to be a, a real regression for them?
1: I think they're going to regress. Um, Kawhi got hurt now. He's going to be out.
0: Yeah, he's at uh, least out preseason. I mean, we'll see how long that's going to last, but I, I, uh, I don't know. They he's, lost he's Jonathan out. Simmons.
1: Yeah, he was he was developing into a nice piece. And their age, I mean, they're going to be playing guys almost – well, no, they are going to play guys that are 40 sure. years old. Well, Not almost. They are 40. Yeah. And you know how long can they go? And uh, I'm sorry, but Aldridge has been a complete bust with the Spurs.
0: Yeah, you know he seems lost. He does. He takes a lot of flack. You know, there's all kinds of rumbling that you know he's looking to get out. I, I, I just, it's hard for me to understand is if it's a, you know, simply a basketball IQ issue, or if it's a, you know, uh, just the position they need him to play, or his desire. I, I'm not sure what it is, but it's really. I, I don't know. It's really tough. It's really tough.
1: Well, you know, may, maybe uh, maybe Pops gave him too much, you know?
0: Yeah. He, he, he
1: wasn't as – because let's face it, you got to know your basketball to pay, play for Popovich. He's, he runs a pretty sophisticated. And he leaves a, a lot up to the decision-making of the players also.
0: Right.
1: And Aldridge has – he definitely – I mean – I just bite. I can't believe that he's not good. He's quick. He's fast. He's big. He's got all the pluses until you look, and he, and he was a good free throw shooter until he got to San Antonio. Yeah. You know when he was uh, at Portland, he, he was shooting—I don't know—eighty, 90 percent on the free throw line. Now he can't. He can't buy one. Yeah. I don't look for him to make it
0: personally. Nope. West is too tough. So. You move to New Orleans. This is another team that's had a lot of people looking at them, you know, with a, you know, a hope, you know, this was supposed to be the the sort of new awakening in terms of, you know, what we were going to get from Boogie. The two-man, two-big-man look last year very much still looked like a work in progress. Those two guys worked out together. They've experimented with some sets where, you know, instead of having them, you know, either like an elevator motion or, you know, playing one down low, one near the foul line, they've actually both been on the wings, what do we expect this year from these two guys now that they've. This is the year when they need to shine?
1: Well, if you look at these two specimens, they without a doubt are two best pure basketball players in the NBA. Ah. Boogie looks like a million bucks. What I think he lost 35, 40 pounds. He's much quicker. His ball handling's better. His three point shooting is excellent. And as far as the brow, you know, what can you say? I've always felt since this. His uh, rookie year, I thought he was the best big man in the league. And uh, and Rondo, I think Rondo has gotten all the bugs out of his personality. He's old now. He'd like to win. I think the Pelicans may surprise if they had a little bit more of a bench. But, you know, they gave away a lot. They gave away
0: a lot with uh, uh, Tariq Evans and uh, Gordon. Gordon. So this Ah. is potentially the last stop for Rajon Rondo. You know, he's obviously won a ring and then has really been on a decline ever since. Last year, not great at all here in Chicago. Um, Can he help this team? You know, we're looking at a team where really Drew Holiday's potentially going to be, you know, the best in terms of the backcourt. But Rondo has skills, but he's always just been a cancer on a team. What do you think?
1: I think he can't help this team. I don't think he's going to be a cancer. I think his attitude's going to be good. He knows it's his last rodeo. And he wants to be liked. I sort of feel sorry for the guy. He's trying to do the right things now. And I think he will do the right thing. Now, Whether the real issue is, will he be successful? I think he will. I think he'll be. he's going to help him a lot in mentoring yeah. some of the younger players. Yeah. And I, I
0: hope it works out for him. I like to see him get a break. Yeah. So, in terms of Memphis, last year, obviously they—excuse me—over the summer, I should say, lost Zach Randolph, one of the the real, uh, you know, uh, core people of this team. But they were able to keep many of the other pieces. Um, you know, they were able to, most importantly, I would say, keep Jermichael Green, who now steps into that role. They've got Gasol, they've got Conley still. What do you see their prospects being? I mean, it, it, did they squeak into the playoffs, or is this going to be the year that they fall out? Uh, well, they lost three starters, really. They, I think,
1: I think they have a lot of lot to replace. It's the talent is not there on the bench, but they got a they got a nice nice combination with Gasol and um, and Conley. So it's. Uh,
0: I think they they might make it. They're going to be on the border. It's not going to be easy. Let's finish with the Mavericks. You know, it's been pretty publicly stated. This is just, you know, another year of sort of Dirk Swan song. Uh-huh. Um, they're trying to rebuild around him some nice young talent coming in now. You know, they're sort of aiming for the future. Now it's looking like Seth Curry may be out for some time. But, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. looks really good. Have they got enough that they can start to rebuild with this team?
1: I think they could build with Dennis Smith to start, yeah, and Dirk, is, is he's finished, you're right, it's he's gonna go collect the TV sets and whatever he does, gets <laughs> these awards and, cause Dirk's not gonna help him a lot, he's lost his, he had his great Euro step the problem is now, it's so slow they can run under him right? and come back and still block it yeah. so, I, I think Dirk's not gonna offer him a lot and I give them no chance for the playoffs. A zero. This is their, uh, I guess this is not the right term to say, but this is their tank. You know, if they go for, they're yeah. looking to see who the first pick is. And
0: exactly. if he fits
1: in with their team.
0: Exactly. Let's put it that way. Uncle Pete, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Pleasure is mine. With that, I want to thank you for joining us. We look forward to being heard tomorrow. Subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and FeedBurner. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can drop us an email if you want to be a part of the show, nba at com. Have a great weekend, everybody.